for tuning in to NL Newsday. It is Monday, September the 20th, voting day here in Canada. And since it is the first day of the work week, as always, I am pleased to welcome to the program Acumen Laws, Kyla Lee. Kyla, how are you here on this election day? Oh, I'm excited. I'm I'm looking forward to seeing what happens and looking forward to it being over. I think we're all sort of feeling that exact same way. It's just a matter of how quickly are we actually going to know? Are we going to find out today? Is it going to be, you know, early tomorrow once we past midnight. I'm not going to even make a prediction, but uh, definitely excited to find out what's going to happen here tonight. Let's not forget, there's also all of the people who voted by mail, and so we may have a lot of writings that really come down to those mail-in ballots. Well, I mean, I'm thinking back to last October, right, when we had the provincial election, and we did have a lot of mail-in ballots, and although it did definitely delay the results for certain writings we were able to make a determination on who actually won before you know it was too late in the evening now of course it was a pretty clear-cut NDP majority <laughs> I don't think we're going to see that this time around so nope. I'm not going to put the cart before the horse but I'm hoping it's not going to be too insane and we're able to declare a winner you know it's at a reasonable hour but I'm not holding my breath and I'm sure you're feeling the same way on that and that's correct All right, well, I wanted to talk about uh, some legal issues surrounding election time, surrounding voting day. Um, And I wanted to start with just the obligations from employers to ensure that employees do have time off to actually cast a ballot on election day. So they're required to give you three consecutive hours to vote. Um, Do you ever hear or, or are there ever any concerns that uh, are are brought forward that are pretty well out there like if employers aren't giving you that consecutive three hours because i'm not sure every employee is even aware that they're entitled to that amount of time off i think the majority of people don't know that they're entitled to that amount of time off or how it works i think a lot of people are under the misconception as well that they just get three hours off um, whether or not they go and vote and uh, whether or not uh, they they are even eligible to vote you know people who are not uh, not um actually uh, citizens are participating in the election. Um, there are obligations on the employer. There's a, quite a famous case involving uh, Shell, uh, where Shell refused to give employees time off on voting day because it had previously given them time off to vote during the advanced polls and everybody had three paid hours off during advanced polling. And they got in a lot of trouble with Elections Canada as a result of not following the elections law. Even if you gave employees time off for advanced voting, time off to vote three consecutive hours on election day is required. Interesting. Um, Yeah, so what would potentially results from that i mean use the example of shell there i mean if they get getting a lot of trouble from elections canada what are the potential legal ramifications that come with that i assume a company can be fined or maybe even more than that yes uh the biggest thing is companies can be fined oh sorry there's That's my talk. <laughs> uh, the biggest thing is is that companies can be fined um i believe elections canada uh, says that the fine can be up to five thousand dollars and employers can also be or fifty thousand dollars sorry uh if they uh, don't allow employees off uh for time to vote but employers can also end up facing jail time under the elections laws you can get up to five years in jail for preventing employees from act uh, from accessing their right to vote and from having that time off. And I guess if you were 
finding yourself in a position where your employer is not granting you that time, you would probably have to go file, would it be a complaint with Elections Canada, or do you know where that process would begin? Because I assume the Elections Canada is not just going to know without any type of investigation that your employer is not providing this time. Yes, you do have to file the complaint with Elections Canada because it's an election law. It's dealt with via Elections Canada. So the complaints are, are dealt with by them, and they receive every election numerous complaints related to this, which they then investigate. And in fact, if they determine that a violation has occurred, uh, then they will cite the employer and the employer will essentially be charged under the Elections Act. What if, and I saw this as well as I was kind of just going through what some of the election laws are for this, uh, but you cannot be penalized or like have your pay deducted as a result of having that three hours off to go and vote. I would imagine, though, there are some instances where employers are probably trying to go that route. Uh, would, it, would the same penalties <laughs> apply? Do you have any idea? There are slightly lesser penalties if you're not paying your employees or if you're docking the pay uh, for voting. Um, they're, they're lower, but there are still penalties and charges that can happen under the Elections Act. As far as um, your right to time off, it is a right to paid time off. So you can't be doctor pay. You're entitled to have those three consecutive hours. But it is during the polling hours. So if your shift is scheduled to start at like 10 a.m. and the polls where you are open at 7, then those three consecutive hours that you have, your employer can say that there are three consecutive hours outside of working hours, and mm-hmm. so that you are given your three hours without having to have any time off from the actual workday. But if the hours of the polling stations where you're uh, located conflict with your working hours, such that you wouldn't have three consecutive hours in the day to vote, then the employer is required to arrange it uh, so that you can have those three hours. And they have to be consecutive, too. They can't, like, do you know, uh, your lunch break, and also you can come in an hour later and you can leave an hour earlier. It Mm -hmm. has to be, you know, it has to be three consistent hours. Right, so if you're, you know, polls are open in BC from 7 to 7, so if you're scheduled from 9 to 5, they would be required to either say, hey, you can come in an hour late or leave an hour early with pay in order to make sure you have the uh, proper amount of time to go and vote. Pretty straightforward. Yeah, or if the employer wants to give you three hours off in the middle of the day to do it, they can do that too. Right. Um, but it's just that you have to have those three consecutive hours. Makes sense. Um, one other thing I did want to get to, because I'm really not sure uh, what can be done or, I mean, this, is, this isn't necessarily a new issue, but it's definitely more prevalent here as we go through this pandemic. So I saw a case on the news, I can't remember which outlet it was, but they did a story on the weekend and someone had a positive COVID test that they received on Wednesday of last week. So that means they missed their chance to apply for a mail-in ballot because that was on Tuesday. Advanced polling had closed by that point. Those closed on, I believe it was Monday. And of course, you shouldn't be heading to a polling station if you have COVID-19. Do you see any legal issues with this? Like I do, but I'm just not really sure what a solution would be because you always plan to vote on voting day, but then that opportunity is basically taken away from you as a result of your health. And there's lots of people who are going to end up in this situation, people who are close contacts of somebody who tests positive, who are ordered to uh, quarantine or self-isolate, people who are exhibiting symptoms, who are being told you can't go to a polling station, people who are awaiting their COVID-19 test results and have to quarantine until the results come in. And you have no way of predicting whether or not you're going to contract COVID after the uh, vote-by-mail period ends and before the actual uh, the actual election day takes place. I think it's incredibly unfair to Canadians because it is a constitutionally protected right 
that you get to vote and that you get to participate in the election. And just like we see with the employment-related election laws, saying that you had an earlier opportunity to do it is not sufficient. Mm-hmm. I expect that we will see a charter challenge launched by individuals who were required to isolate or who couldn't participate in the democratic exercise uh, as a result of COVID-19 isolation and quarantine orders. Um, but the question will be, what remedy really is given to these people? It's not as though they're going to be able to cast the late ballot. Um, and in all likelihood, the, the value of that would be, you know, quite meaningless mm-hmm. because we know what the numbers at that point are going to be in each riding. It's not going to swing the outcome likely of any riding. Um, so it's a, you know, that amounts to an empty right. Um, and financial compensation would be difficult for the courts to award. Um, it is a possibility in a breach of a charter right, but it would essentially likely only be able to be something that the court could set as a nominal value because the value of a vote doesn't really have a financial mm-hmm. uh, a financial corresponding value. Yeah, and I mean, the one thing that I, I kind of look at this and say, you know, this shouldn't necessarily be a new issue. Like, if I had woke up this morning on any other election day in history and I had the flu, I mean, I probably shouldn't be going to a polling station, but that wouldn't get the same sort of media attention and it probably wouldn't even get the same uh, consideration almost from as we go through a pandemic. This is just so much more on top of people's agendas, on top of your mind. They're hyper aware of, of people who have coronavirus. It just seems to hit a little bit more home than it would, you know, a couple of years ago if you were going through a common cold. And again, you probably shouldn't go to a polling station, but I guess technically no one was stopping you with that kind of a type of well, time. And- and in the past, I, I mean, if you're anything like me, Jeff, you went out when yeah. you were sick. You know, you went to the grocery store, you went to work, you went to, you sent your kids to school when they were sick, right? That was something that we all used to do because we didn't really think about it the same way that we do now. And and the way that our behavior in society and our attitudes in society are changing means that we're probably going to have to reevaluate how we deal with accommodation of elections activities for people who are as a result of illness or unforeseen circumstances like that, incapable of voting on election day. Yeah. Well, you, you said you, you are anticipating we might see some challenges on this. I will be very curious to see if those do come forward and then what the decision is. Uh, but, of course, that's not going to help us here today. So I'll leave it yeah. at that for now. As always, Kyla, I really appreciate your time. Thanks so much for doing this. Um, hopefully you enjoy watching the results come in tonight, and we'll have a chance to catch up soon, I'm sure. Okay, thanks. There you go. Acumen Laws, Kyla Lee, joining me as she does on Monday. Now, usually we talk at about 5.30, but I figured since we're talking about legal issues that people may want to know about now as opposed to at 5.30, let me maybe move it up a little bit here in the schedule. So, yeah, of course, your employer is definitely required to give you three hours of consecutive time off uh, on voting day to make sure that you are able to cast a ballot. Now, it shouldn't take you three hours. If your experience is like mine was this morning, it'll probably take you up to 15 minutes. But, of course, that depends on how long the line is because I had virtually no line to get through when I went to my polling station this morning. You might find yourself in a bit of a different boat, depending on when exactly you're, you're heading over there. But, nonetheless, the polls were open from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m., and you got to have three consecutive hours off. That's what you are legally entitled to. 